Welcome to the Don't Be a Schmuck podcast hosted by Michael Holfeld, where old school tactics intersect with the modern business landscape. The place to find simple, no-nonsense business wisdom that will help you get where you want to go. And now, here's the host, Michael Holfeld. Welcome to the Don't Be a Schmuck podcast hosted by Michael Holfeld, where old school tactics intersect with the modern business landscape. The place to find simple, no-nonsense business wisdom that will help get you where you want to go. And now, here's the host, Michael Hofeld. Good afternoon, good evening, everybody, or whatever the time may be where you are. It is Michael Hofeld here on the Don't Be a Schmuck podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about getting paid. And I don't mean like, you know, just getting paid like you're going to get rich. I'm talking about collecting your money. Um... You know, in business, selling is hard. You know, we, we, we build a business, we create a product, and we get to that point, it can take us a long time. Then we find somebody who's willing to buy our product, and we're ecstatic. Um, you know, customers are hard to find. And then we have to actually deliver the product. Whatever it is we promised the customer, we got to follow through on what we promised. Um, but actually, once that's all done, that we feel like, okay, everything is, is peachy keen. Uh, no problems from here on out. Issue is, it's hard to get paid. Some people don't want to pay you, or they can't pay you. And uh, we're going to talk about methods and practices that you can use to avoid uh, problems ahead of time and, you know, make it as, as likely as possible that you're going to get your money. Uh, I would say also, listen, in, in the course of business, when people don't want to pay you, don't take it too personally. It's just the way it goes. And there are all sorts of types of individual personalities you're going to deal with. Um, and, it, you know, some people, it's kind of in their blood to negotiate the payment after the fact. And those are not necessarily people you want to deal with for the long term. But uh, sometimes you, you're not in a position to be super choosy about your customers um, or, you know, listen, sometimes people will put you through hell and they're going to pay just who they are. Um, and cash flow is a tough thing to manage for a lot of businesses, whether it's small or large, um, mainly because you want to make sure all the money you have is put to work. So one of the last things you want to do is have a bunch of customers sitting on your money after the product is delivered and then you can't reinvest that money or use that money to make, make payroll or whatever you might need for it. So start with you know you want to set the terms beforehand so that when you are getting a customer um, you know obviously you don't want to turn them off so you know you can put it in some sort of simple contract it doesn't have to be complicated you can grab one off the internet um, you know I would start also outside of the contractor or in it with what are the expectations for the job being finished um, that's that's one of the things that I've noticed is that some people like to move the goalposts when you get to the finish you know they they thought they were going to get uh you know you're building a website and they thought they were going to get a store and you were going to implement the payment process and the shipping process and all this other stuff so um you know you want to just be clear about what exactly what it is you're providing beforehand okay so they know what you're going to give them and you know what you're going to give them and there's no ambiguity trust me that's a bigger problem than people want to give it credit for Next, I'd say is make sure you know what the terms <clears throat> are of the of the sale. So when is the money due? 
you know, is it due upon receipt? Is it net 30, net 60? Whatever it may be, again, clear. You don't want any uh, any sort of ambiguity there. Um, it, what's the penalty for paying late? Uh, you know, a lot of people don't like to put in a penalty for playing for paying late because they don't want to, uh, you know, these are their customers that they struggled so hard to get, so they don't want to turn them off. Listen, it, 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 nobody should be at the beginning of it planning to pay you late. And if you're looking for a, some wiggle room later on when you're trying to get them to pay, or if you want to keep them as customer, you can always drop it. Um, so you don't, it's, it's something that you can play with in the future, but I think it's good to have. Um, I'd say take a deposit where you can. You know, some businesses lend themselves better to that, where you're taking on a big project, uh, you know, it's service-oriented work, um, where you're going to have to invest a lot of time, um, and if the person were to back out halfway through, um, there's no way for you to recruit, recoup anything. So taking a deposit where you can. Obviously, that's beneficial to you, but, you know, certain things don't lend themselves to deposits, you know. So, um, and, and deposits can can vary from 10% to 50%. You can also stage out the payment, which is, you know, 25% to start, 25% when we're half finished, and then 50, the other 50% when we're done. This way you're, uh, you know, minimizing your exposure. But it's just, again, whatever it is, lay it out for uh, for everyone to know up front. Uh, another thing is you can possibly offer terms to pay early. I, I, I mean, this is about your cash flow and, and uh how much of a problem this is becoming. Um, certain businesses like to do this. I've been in businesses where I, I, I would do this for for clients that have turned to be a pain in the ass. Um, and will, you know, I've had clients where they're net 30 and then they decide they're suddenly net 60. So now they've doubled what they owe me and uh, you know, you're in the position of, which we'll get into later, of what's my leverage, how do I get them to pay? Um, but uh, so, you know, I offered them a discount for paying early, and it just uh, let me sleep easier, and you just have to be able to put a price on that. I mean, if you're really in a cash-intensive business where you're going to be able to reinvest that money, um, there's a formula that you can set up for it. Some, so sometimes it's about the pure math side of it. Some of it's about the emotional side of it, like, uh, you know... Uh, the name of the podcast is Don't Be a Schmuck, but don't be a schmuck. Don't, don't forget the idea of losing sleep or stress or any of those other things. If this is really bothering you, then incentivize a person to, to make it go away for you. Um, another thing that you have to set up up front, front is be clear on what type of payment you take and any associated fees. So do you take credit cards, PayPal, wires, uh, Bitcoin, whatever it may be. So just, just be clear about exactly what you take. And you know, if there's a $15 fee for a wire or they pay a percentage for extra for American Express, just, just don't give them any reason to give you crap later on. Um, so be as clear as possible. Uh, another thing that I would say, so that's, those are the, you know, set up, setting the terms up before, or beforehand. Another thing you can do is, is just know about the, the company you're doing business with, especially if this is a, obviously a new company. Um, you know, you, you want to be careful about who you're extending credit to and, you know, um, and part of this is, you know, plotting out the worst case scenario. So this isn't necessarily, this Planning out the worst case scenario isn't about getting paid, but it is about limiting your downsides. So don't be a schmuck and give credit to some company that sucks. 
um, you know, you can just re simply research them on the web. This is, you don't have to hire a detective agency. Just do some research on the web, type in reviews, type in scam, type in whatever with their, their domain name and see what comes up. Listen, it's, uh, uh, you get to be the judge of a little bit of it. And uh, maybe there's something, maybe there's nothing, but you know, you're not going to kick yourself later when you're not getting paid for actually doing the legwork. Um, then the other simple thing you could be is if, if you know somebody else that is providing services or goods to them, um, just talk to them about how they pay. You'd be surprised. It's, it's not something that people really keep to themselves. It's not like they're going to tell you, hey, necessarily, hey, they're, yeah, they're into us for a million dollars and they're 90 days past due. They might just be like, yeah, they pay slow. It's, you know, that's a lot of good, good things to know uh, beforehand, and um, expectations are the key, the key to business, which is if you know you're getting into this, that these people are going to pay a little slower, um, but they do pay or whatever, then you just factor that into whether you want the business, um, how much you have to make off of it, or, or what goes from there. Um, you know, when it comes to actually getting paid, uh, one of the keys that I've found, and this doesn't sound too complicated, is just know who actually holds the checkbook, who holds the purse strings. Um, often you're going to have a contact person that's in accounts payable or accounting or some, you know, depending on the size of the company, the, the general manager, the system. But these people are just the people who have the invoices, say the money is due, um, and and not really going to make a decision on when a check goes out. Uh, you want to know who the end boss is. You want to know who it is you have to, who the decision maker is, who can decide to write that check. Well, sometimes that's very easy to know. Um, sometimes it takes a little while. I've been involved with companies where, uh, you know, I had a contact person for a long time, and um, it seemed like they were able to cut checks, and then as their money got tight, I noticed that the email started getting CC'd uh, to a different person anytime there was activity. So uh, what I realized was I just cut out my contact and went directly to this other person because they were making the decision on when I was getting paid. So um, you want to know that, and it's it's also something that you can play um, where you can kind of. Uh, you know, direct an email to your contact person, but also CC the end boss so that you know that the person who is going to make the decision is seeing your request, um, but you're not really being in their face about it. So, I mean, it's just good to have, the more information you have, uh, the better. Um, something I'll say about invoicing, I mean, this is the way that you're actually communicating getting paid is send invoices promptly. I know it sounds simple, but I've done it. It's like, you, sometimes you just forget. Um, people and people rarely pay a bill that they don't have and some people think that the payment terms start from the time they get the invoice not the time they actually get the services of the product now that's something that pisses me off and uh, again that's something that you know uh, you can solve which is by automating the invoice process or just being really good about scheduling it you make sure that that doesn't become a problem I mean sometimes you know sending uh, an invoice on a Thursday versus a Monday, you can miss a whole payment cycle. Um, so just be prompt with it and, uh, and, and know that people will find any reason uh, to not pay. Um, also, when you're invoicing, be very clear about what it is that you're invoicing for. Uh, don't give any ambiguity. Uh, don't give them any excuse not to pay. I, I, listen, somebody who doesn't want to pay um, can always find a way. 
but you know you just don't want to hear a question about um is this for may or is this for june is this for the t-shirts or is this for the shorts or is this for the blue ones or the green ones just be explicit um that doesn't mean you have to write a dissertation on there just just try not to be ambiguous 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 um about what it is and uh you know if there are reference numbers to certain things use them um don't be lazy be exact because um people use it against you uh also again use make sure you include the payment terms on the invoice you know what you had agreed about previous is this due upon receipt or whatever and it's also probably not bad to include the information about uh, payment types or links to way that that they can pay um just anything I know these are all little things but these are all one percent things which is each by doing each of these they increase your probability of getting paid by what's like some are more than one percent but one to three percent so you add them all up and suddenly you got a much higher rate of getting paid and you're getting paid faster and you have your money back um, something else that I try to do is I try to make sure that I'm at the top of the list sometimes people are short on cash and they have to pick who they're gonna pay and you want to be the, if they're going to make a choice of do I pay A or B, you want to be the one that they choose. And, and a lot of times that's uh, an emotional response by the person who's making the decision. Um, you know, the, and certainly the squeaky wheel gets grease. And I, I would say try to be tactical about when you ask for money and then and, and I try to include time-related statements into my emails, which are, are we on schedule for payment? Um, should I be expecting payment this week? Um, just anything where it's like, uh, you know, you want to avoid going nuclear. Um, uh, and, and, and just, you know, threatening. I mean, too, too many people have seen too many TV shows and movies where they're like, if you don't pay me, motherfucker, by Monday, I'm going to be over there in your house, and you know, I'm going to find your kids and all this stuff. It's just, you know, it, it's, it's just not where you want to go anywhere in the short, short term. That is a, an absolute last option because for the most part, once you've gone there, you can't come back, and it's like, um, you know, uh, you may have just burned the ability to work with this person ever again. There are some people that this is the standard way of doing business. That's a small fraction of people, and that's not what you want to focus on. Um, you know, what I try to do is to balance being a nice person and pestering for your money. And that pestering is not the nuclear option. Pestering means do you call an email every day? Um, you know, I said the squeaky wheel gets the grease. It does. I tr usually try, like, beginning of the week, end of the week, which is, you know, I ask at the beginning of the week. If I don't get an answer, I follow up. So, you know, Monday or Tuesday, Thursday or Friday. Um, and just, you know, uh, if you're in their face every day, that's when you're starting to get more to the nuclear option, and, and it's less, you know, less exciting about what is going to happen. You know, I said earlier that, they're going to be, you're going to have customers who find themselves in cash flow uh, situations where they have to choose A and B uh, from A and B. And one of the ways that I try to make sure that I'm A and not B is establishing a relationship with the people who are going to pay me that is a human connection. Um, if they just see you as a line item on a ledger um, versus a face 
or a person that they know about or care about on some level, it, it makes a huge difference. Um, you know, if you know their spouse or their kids' names or they know yours or, you, you know, you just know uh, anything about them, what they like to do on the weekends, what to, just anything where you're humans and you're not just uh, literally something that could be done over chat. That's why it's probably good to talk on the phone and not just... Uh, purely emails um, and, and this goes a long way some some customers who in all honesty uh, I think should send me Christmas gifts but I send them Christmas gifts because what you want to know why I want to be human I what what's gonna cost me thirty dollars for uh, you know a gift basket or something like that I want them to be to see me as human somebody who they think cares about them and and obviously I do I think they're you know, it's, this this is not purely tactical. I like to uh, have good relationships with the people I work with, but this is an added benefit, is that when you're, you know, when they have to make those decisions about getting paid, you get paid first. Um, so that's, that, that's something that I would highly recommend. And too often people, you know, uh, let that go uh, without thinking about it. And sometimes that gets disconnected, which is, hey, the salesperson knows the you know the company and and has a human relationship but the accounts re- receivable or accounts payable people do not have a human relationship with them again i don't know how big your company is the bigger it is the harder there it's going to be for there to be the relationships but you know certainly with the bigger customers i mean if you have an accounts receivable department or accounts payable department um you know you you want to talk to them talk them through this stuff or if other people in your business so have your salespeople talk to the uh uh these different departments i just think the human connection has such a greater value than people want to put uh on it and just don't silo and wall people off from each other this way they can't uh can't learn that so okay so another part about getting paid i mean that's that's the key i mean listen you're not in control um of this you you can't go down there with a baseball bat and force them to write you a check. I mean, you can, you just shouldn't. Um, but you have to think about what leverage do you have? Uh, what is your relationship with this customer? I mean, do they need you for ongoing operations? Are they whatever, a, a uh, bar and you're their beer supplier? Um, you know, because they're not going to be able to stay open um, if they don't pay you. So that's a, a certain thing to think about. There are a lot of times where you know, this is a one-off sale uh, for a company, and they'll never use you again. And those are the harder ones to get paid on because, like, if there's no, if they don't need you at all in the future, then you know uh, you hold no leverage over them as far as as operational. And that's that's it's just important to know where you are. Um, I think that uh, you know I've been in a situation where I'm doing work for a company and uh, I am integral to their future uh, operations but if I were to stop doing what I was doing their operations would suffer and then it would be harder for them to pay me and that's and then that's again that's the same thing with the, the logic of the of the beer suppliers like if I stop supplying them yeah they're not going to be able to do their job or or run their business but guess what they're also not going to be able to pay you so that's where 
it, the hard part comes in. So leverage is is good to have, but you don't want to you you don't you don't want to choke off a business um, entirely so they can't pay you. So again, play your leverage properly. Sometimes you'll have none. Sometimes you'll have almost too much, um, and then you have to. Uh, deal with it and this way you you know you know what buttons to press if you're if you're uh, vital to them you can kind of let them know that you hold their future in your hands um, but if they're smart they'll also know that uh, you know they could uh, you know, walk away from the debt. And sometimes that's about size of the business. Listen, if I'm a trillion dollar business and they're a million dollar business, if I, they don't pay me, it's not a big deal. Um, but if it's the other way around, um, you know, often I'm dealing with billion dollar businesses and I'm a million dollar business. And if they don't pay me, they really fuck me, but they'll, they'll keep going. And you know what, that reminds me of going, going backwards a little bit about knowing the company and, and the terms that you set. And uh, even going, which we'll talk about, like the nuclear options, which is if you're a small company and you're doing business with a big company, um, you know, the nuclear options, which are lawyers and collections agencies, become a lot different. Um, if you're a small company and you need to sue a big company, that can be really hard. Uh, you, you know, you have to know that uh, they are... Um, they have a lot of deeper pockets than you do, and that if they, if they want to fight you, um, they're probably going to be better at it. So it's just something to keep in mind when you're threatening to fight, which is, um, you know, we want to be owed money by big corporations because they have the money, and you know they usually pay, but it does become a little harder when you try to go to the nuclear option because it's just um, they're more battle-ready than you are. Um so, um, again, the nuclear options are when you've exhausted everything else and you feel, or, you know, you're, yeah, when you've exhausted all the smart tactics and, uh, you know, you want to get lawyers or collection agencies involved, I mean, you're, it's gonna, now going to cost you more money, so it's going to decrease the value of your debt. Um, you know, there's always the leg breakers. I mean, people love to think that that's an option. It's not an option, people. You're not going to go get your friend Nunzio to go down there and get your money. Um, at least, you know, you're not. Maybe I am, but you're not. Um, anyway, that's, uh, you know, listen. I'm trying to help you get paid. And it's a much bigger problem than people think about when they get into business. They think about, I got to make a great product, I got to find customers, and then it's easy from there. Um, you know, even if you're selling, you're not selling large things where you're invoicing and stuff like that, you, even with small customer consumer products, you're going to have chargebacks and you're going to have to deal with uh, credit cards. So uh, don't forget about that last mile of literally getting cash into your pocket. Do not be a schmuck and forget about it. So I hope this has helped today. And um, if there's anything that I can answer uh, in addition to what you've heard today, just contact me on Twitter at the DBS Pod or uh, DBS Pod, DBAS, uh, yeah, DBAS Pod um, at Gmail. And uh, if you need me to take a look at your business, I'm always happy to do it. I'm here to help. That's what I do. All right, folks. I hope you had a good time listening. I will catch you later.